Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Colin from Accounts, season one is over, but we are just getting started here on Post Show Recaps. That's right, it's Full Spoiler Recaps, where we binge a new season of a new show every week and chat about it in full spoilery detail in just one podcast. I'm Just Sterling. Today we are discussing Colin from Accounts, season one. Of course, as usual, I'm joined here by my co-host, Grace Leader. Grace, how are you? You mispronounced the name of the show. Oh, I'm sorry. Colin. Yeah, it's Colin from Accounts. <laughs> Apologies to our guests. So no yeah. need to apologize. It's just like nothing like correct. So I'll just let it go. I get told a lot that my Australian accent is actually a New Zealand accent. That's what I get. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Call it from a cans. That's the New Zealander. Colin. Yeah. Yeah. Um, to help us out, of course, we are joined by an amazing, fabulous guest who is, of course, wow. no stranger to Australia, uh, Sarah Carradine. <laughs> Sarah, how are you? G'day, everybody. Um, I can give you a very quick rundown of how to teach an American to speak in an Australian accent. Please. It's really easy. Jess, I'm going to ask you to say in your own accent, just in your own voice, the letter R, R the letter N. No, don't do that. I'll give you the three oh, sorry. letters. For God's sake. <laughs> Hold on. Going off half cocked. Uh, the best kind. Uh, R. And then N and then R. R and R. Try it again. R and R. R and R and R. R and R. R and R. R and R. Yeah. There you go. It works on Canadians too. Works on Canadians <laughs> as well. Yeah. Uh, that's incredible. So yeah, of course, we're watching the Australian show. We have an Australian guest, Sarah. She can maybe talk us through some of the more australian aspects of this comedy sure um, <laughs> do you know what a nanger is or a nang no nangs at the party yes i thought nangs when I got at the party nangs, yeah but okay. i was re-watching and i got to that and i said oh nangs i thought yeah yeah, yeah. they won't know what that is you have no idea what that is uh but of course before we get into all those details don't forget Ooh. to subscribe posherrecaps.com slash full spoiler recaps if you want to see everything posher recaps is currently covering you can go to posherrecaps.com slash subscribe and see all the podcasts we're putting out on the daily uh if you want to watch the show before we fully spoiled you on it go watch mm -hmm. it on paramount plus for anybody who is in america i know sarah you mentioned you watched it on binge in australia so it's available a couple different places of course the show originates in australia was already renewed for a second season and the original first season came out last year so we're catching up here in america as it was released on paramount plus over the last few weeks but yeah i'm really excited this, about this yes go ahead sorry this, grace there's been this interesting thing of of like reutilizing like content. So I don't know if um, you're familiar, but um, I shared recently with Ariel that Boz Lerman's film Australia has recently been re-edited and like they've using extended footage to make it into a limited series on Hulu called Faraway Downs. Um, and then I, so I think it's really interesting like that. And then I think the Blackberry movie that came out earlier this year is also got extended footage and made into a three-part miniseries. The idea of like repurposing content is, is this like interesting thing that I don't, I don't, know if how much this is like strike uh you know is there's mm, a, a, an explanation mm -hmm. for that well, here yeah. 
But uh, Colin from Accounts being a show that was in Australia that then sort of like um, gets renewed. It feels like there was a long time for it to be renewed. I think it aired in December of 2020 and it got renewed in August of 2023. So it's eight months. Um, but then And then also gets this additional thing of like being added to Paramount Plus in the United States and getting sort of like a re-release. I just think it's a really interesting thing that is sort of like there, there is like some of this happening in the TV world at the moment, which, yeah, I wonder if it's strike uh, like stuff where it's like, there's going to be nothing coming. We find a show from Australia yeah. and put it on the air. Uh, well, if you have if you have the Netflix, you can now watch Fisk, which is absolutely brilliant. And I think there's three seasons of that. It's one of my favorite Australian shows, Fisk, F-I-S-K. Very, okay. very funny and dry. Okay. Yeah, this show is one that, like, I was honestly really happy it kind of came across our, our radar. I feel like we've watched a lot of um, very heavy things for full spoiler recaps. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so getting a little bit of, like, a light comedy was wonderful. I probably should have um, vetted a little bit <laughs> closer as to what exactly we were going to no, be watching. This is, a vet- were- this is a veterinarian show. <laughs> this is a vet. Vets. Vets. Yes, we have yeah. a vet of Yeah. There were yes. certain times where I was like... If they kill this dog in the first episode, <laughs> I don't think I'm going to be able to watch it. Uh-huh. Um, but I, we're very lucky. Colin was spared. <laughs> so, spoiler? Oh, it's yeah. full spoilers. Oh, it yeah, is full spoilers. spoilers. I'm yeah. allowed to say yeah, anything yeah. I want here. <laughs> you should have already left if you haven't Bruce seen it. Bruce Willis was dead the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> we say that at the top of every episode. Every podcast really. every yes, have to of say course, that. Yeah, of uh-huh. course. Um, uh, Grace, can I just derail us briefly? Yeah, sure. Can you tell me the, the name of the director of Australia? Uh, Baz Luhrmann. How do we say my Baz Baz Luhrmann? It's Baz. Barry. Yeah, it's Barry. It's oh. Barry, but because he's Australian, it's Baz. Oh, it's just Baz. Baz. Just Baz. Just Baz. Yeah. But that's not his. His name is Mark Anthony. <laughs> <laughs> For real, his real his name is it's Mark so Anthony Luhrmann. Is this like how Elijah Wood is British? We're all allowed to reinvent ourselves. I shouldn't have to. You can have any name you want. You can have any name you want. Yeah, you can have any name you want. Exactly. But I have the only reason I'm picking you up, Grace, and please continue to call him Buzz because it's one of the joys of my life. Because we've talked movies before, and we've talked Australian auteurs and and creatives before, and your continuation of calling him Buzz is kind of wonderful. So now I'm actually really off that I corrected you. Damn it. That's okay. That's great. No, that's fun. <laughs> mm-hmm. no. uh, well, before, what, what did you say? I said Grasa. I was speaking to your co-host, Grasa. Jessica. Oh, Grace. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, before we break down everything that happened in Colin from Accounts, Grace, do you want to hit us with a little bit of a quick plot recap? Sure, Kim. So uh, as we begin the show, uh, we we meet Gordon, a.k.a. Flash, who's distracted by a stranger and he hits a stray dog. The stranger is Ashley and the two agree to take the dog to the vet and they end up sort of caring for him together. Although they have many awkward encounters, including Ashley peeing in his vet's van. They do end up naming him Colin from Accounts, where the show gets its name. The two are sort of flirty uh, with one another, but there's an awkward sexual encounter. Ashley does want to sleep with Colin, but he had a checkup that day, uh, uh, and that prevents him from doing so. And so they sort of, like, end up drifting apart. Um, they realize they're good for each other, and they do begin dating, but Gordon sort of struggles with being a fair bit older than Ashley. Um, and then um, their life also gets turned to them when they learn that Colin is actually named Bandit. They meet Bandit's pretty awful owner. Um, uh, but they ultimately do decide to let a family adopt the dog, thinking it'll be easier for them to move on from each other um, with Colin being in a new home. But they quickly realize their mistake and decide to try being together again, sharing a kiss before they go get Colin back. And that's where we end the season is them driving off to go pick up Colin, presumably. And many more shenanigans ensue along the yes. way, Jess. Yes, yes, of course. Yeah. yeah. Um, Sarah, was this show at all on your radar previously? Had you heard anything about this show? I, I just assume you like yeah, we watched it on advertisements. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We watched it. We watched it. It's like it's it's not it's so nicely made. It's very sort of small and quiet, but it does what it says on the tin, which I think is always like a good first step for any show or film. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so it's it's known. It's got some fairly well-known uh, television actors, television and and uh, theatre actors in it. And 
it's got a dog called Colin from Accounts. Colin. That was the biggest surprise for me that in the up I I assumed I think just like the patriarchy and the and society made me believe that this man who would be the lead of this show would be Colin from Accounts. And so I very much mm -hmm, went in yeah. and was like, What his name is Gordon? <laughs> he called himself Flats. <laughs> like, I understand. Then when they named the dog, I was like, Oh, that's so cute. And that's so cute that that's the name of the show. Um, but Harriet Dyer and Patrick uh Bramel. Am I saying those right, Sarah? Yes, you are gracha. <laughs> Perfect. Did you know that Elijah Wood is American, Sarah? <laughs> That's a callback to a totally different pod. Um, I hope someone listens to that and understands what the hell you're talking about. Um, uh, but I just want to put these two to are everything to get the whole universe. I know. Yeah. I know. Um, uh, they are in a relationship or dating, I, I believe. And um, yeah, so in real life. Show, yeah, in real life. And so make the show uh, together. And yeah, I do think they have good chemistry together, which is un sort of unsurprising, I think, when you learn that they're a real life couple. But yeah, the premise is very cute. They like the two of them um, trying to care for this this dog who's on who's on wheels. And I think that the thing that I really loved about this show, Sarah, is that it it is very funny and there's a lot of like awkward humor i think the ensemble cast is pretty strong and yet it does the thing that i really love about a comedy which like yes yes right like it, it doesn't get dark in the way sometimes i like tv shows to get but it's, it's it has a lot of heart the show um i think most notably at the end there where like the awful dog owner of bandit who doesn't even want the dog and it's like now I have to tell my son that the dog is like you know uh in a wheelchair like has wheels is like yeah that is a perfectly fine thing to happen yeah. um and so i liked i like the heart this show had on top of being i thought pretty funny i like dark I, I dark and bleak are my preferred weather and my preferred shows so watching colin from accounts for you i did it for all of you um yeah. you know i i allowed myself to enjoy it i mean one of the great things about the writing and the show itself is they're you wouldn't put them together in a dating show but there's a moment where they're naming the dog like it should be something that is so you know, fundamental to the show. There's a moment where they're naming the dog and the playfulness of how they come up with his name, that he's from accounts, that he's from accounts receivable, that he's from accounts receivable, working on the big merger. And then when she she leaves him the first night, she says, oh, bye, bye, Colin, good luck with the merger. Yeah. So that you see for all their apparent it's not inappropriate, but they're apparent, like, why would these two be together? That the first moment where everything's pleasant between them after the initial tip flash is the naming of the dog and the way they play backwards and forwards between each other. So I thought that was like watching it again. I thought, oh, yeah, like it's really successful in planting that seed of saying, well, there's something there where they're together. There's some way that their minds work. There's some way that their humour works um, that is very, you know, that makes them a a good pairing, let's say. Yeah, I, I felt like you could feel immediately their chemistry. I especially love when Ashley finds out that Gordon's last name is Crap. And she just mm -hmm. rolls off like 70 puns in just like the best way possible. Um, I feel like you really can tell that these two know each other in real life and like are, are in a relationship in real life. I feel like that really translated well to screen. And I love a show where the creators are writing for their own characters. I feel like nine times out of 10, the writing is better. And because they're writing for their characters, they know then how to like portray those characters. I feel to me, this show gave shades of catastrophe. If anyone is familiar mm. with that one, which is set more, it's like an Irish woman and a, and a, a American man kind of fall in love uh, written uh, by Sharon Horgan. And she also, it's a similar situation where her and uh, Rob Delaney, are the two writers and also the two actors that portray the characters. So it has a kind of similar vibe to that. And also similarly, like there are times where it does get kind of dark in a way that like a comedy can, you know, they're not going full dark, but we do have mentions of, um, gordon's previous cancer right and like how he might have another scare where he has to go get tests done but he doesn't want to reveal that to ashley because it's like a very personal thing to have to talk about with someone so he can't tell her why he can't perform the night that they kind of get entangled uh i really loved it i felt like having everything revolve around this adorable little dog colin um, just made I mean anytime you're going to include dogs and in, like any kind of program I'm going to be interested and so having their world revolve around this cute little dog on wheels 
just made my heart so happy. And of course they can't get rid, you know, of course they're going to fall in love with Colin. Of course it's going to pull them back together. I did fully believe them as a couple. I think I, like most other people, struggled with, okay, Ashley is turning 30 and so she has a lot of younger friends and seeing Gordon try to fit in with them was probably like the cringiest content for me just because I was like, why are you wearing a lime green sweatshirt? Like, stop. Yes, yes, yes. The the, the party scene, which I'm sure we'll get to, was was great. I mean, there are a few things that, well, look, it's a sitcom and it has to stretch your your incredulity a little bit because otherwise there's no show. Like if they decide to euthanize the dog, guess what? There's no show. So anybody going, yeah, you know, I'd say put him down, which is what I would do. Uh, great, but there's no show. <laughs> if he doesn't agree to partially care for the dog after saying he's not going to, there's no show. So there are certain things that you have to accept. Or the show asks you to accept. It says this is the show. Are you on board or not? In the same way that in, in, in common with many of these type of, of shows, you know in Act 1, Scene 1, here's the man, here's the woman, they are going to get together. Right. Now let's take episodes to get, eight episodes to get them together. And are, again, are you along for, for the ride? It's not a will they, won't they? It's not a, it is a push-pull, but it's not a, you are in no doubt, uh, given the show that it is, that they will end up together. You are in no doubt that Colin won't die. Um, although Jess has a, obviously a, an expectation that Australians might kill a dog. I just was Bad name for Listen. the show, Jess, if it's Listen, from the, the needle was so close, so close yeah. to him. And they were both just standing there. And I was like, someone do something. Save this poor cop. <laughs> I don't think he had the name Colin at the point, right? Because it was this was like the first no. couple scenes that happened. So he didn't have a name yet. Right. You don't and know I, where Colin And I was just like, right. what do you, what, but he's so cute. Like, take him home and take care of him. Like he's adorable. No, um, no, of course, put him, put him down. Brand, put him you know down. that's a lot. But put, put him down. Put him down. <laughs> not, not for the show. The show shouldn't have. But I, I would. I would twelve thousand dollars. Twelve thousand. It's a lot of money. But but yeah, I just twelve thousand Australian dollars. So you know. Yeah. I guess <laughs> I, don't, yeah, I don't know what that. Uh, let's see. To U.S. dollars, what do we got? Twelve thousand. It's thirteen grand in the U.S. Basically. Oh. Um, but you went the wrong way. 12,000 no it was 12,000 Australian to US mm-hmm. dollars right to US yeah. dollars oh so sorry 8,000 what did 8, I what did it yeah. 8,000 yeah. oh wow a bargain um <laughs> <laughs> this is why i'm so happy i get paid in american dollars just yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um but yeah i thought it was interesting grace that the thing i really liked about the show is while i felt like gordon's job was like so typical of like you could see this in america right like oh he owns a brewery that tracks for who gordon is i liked that they didn't have ashley as like unemployed or like even younger like 22 and getting out of college or something i liked that she was (laughs) 30 and like uh-huh. struggling with medical school. I, oh my god! There's one of stupid, the you know. There's one of the funniest lines I think in, for me of the season is where she is struggling and she gets pulled in. It's like your performance has dropped a lot, and it reminds me of is it bubbly Steph? I think who was like so happy and carefree, and then she killed the man, and then she 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 did leave, and she went on to run a successful like not a business or whatever. And it's like oh happy ending. It's like no no yeah. someone died. Like you're not listening to the moral. <laughs> <of> the <story."> <laughs> <laughs> I thought very funny. But yeah, I agree. Um, I mean, I I don't think this is like the best thing I've ever seen. But I think one of the things just that has been really fun about this project in particular, full spoiler recaps, is these are the type of shows that, you know, no offense to the show, but it is not worth us sitting down. All right. Episode three of Call It From Accounts is over, but we're just getting started. Right. Mm -hmm. Like these the there is a there is sort of like I feel like from the post-show recap side, like the the like bubble that we sort of like inhabit, there are these shows that they're they're good. There's obviously comedies that we have podcasted about on post-show recaps. Abba Elementary, I think, is one um, uh, that comes to mind. Ted Lasso. I Met Your Father. I Met Your Father. But there are these shows that I think like warrant, um, and comedies can warrant 
um, that I find like we, you know, Lindsay Wilson and I covered what we do in the shadows. And we found that like so much of our podcasting, I know I've made this joke. If you, if you did understand my Elijah Wood joke from earlier, you've probably heard me make this <laughs> reference, which that Lindsay and I would often be like, so that was a really funny line. And so we would just say it worse. <laughs> but there are these like gems that I really enjoyed watching this show. Um, and I had a delightful time and these are like easy shows to watch. I know like, obviously there are moments in here where like, um, there, there is like sadness or like, or like things that make you, you know, that's not, it's not full comedy laughs a hundred percent of the time. Um, but there is sort of this like art form that we don't really talk a ton about as, or as much as we do these other shows that are worth like engaging on, uh, in a, in a serious level because they are a mystery show or they have this, like, there's such deeply psychological or dramatic in a way that's like worth us on pusher recaps diving in. But then I love to get to like, I've, I've been really enjoying like um, this and, and utopia. Even I like really loved getting to watch like uh, the two seasons of utopia. There is this type of show um, that I think is been kind of missing from our coverage. I'm really excited about this project in particular that we get to, to watch. My question, Sarah, is how much do you feel like this is reflective of Australian comedy so like i feel like in the same way um canada we get swallowed up by american media a lot and so i imagine that like australia does have this like maybe more of a media presence than we do except that you're so far removed from america that like feeling like you're you're it's not like you're gobbled up it's just like more like maybe like not paid attention to as much in terms of there's a really big like australian breakout hit whereas in canada and like that's where like we became really proud of Shit's creek that it was like the thing that like kind of like it's really came on the map and it, yeah and americans were like oh my god this you show should is, be personally is, proud of it i'm personally very proud <laughs> every I did, every canadian yeah. has a stake that's right that's right um but i'm i'm wondering like i do think that that show did have a Canadianness to it um, that even though they, they, I think it, I don't know whether in the series of the show, they ever actually acknowledged they're in Canada. And I think that was like purposeful where like Dan Levy will say like, you know, outside of the show, like, yeah, it's based in Canada, but in the universe of the show to basically make sure that Americans are like, Oh, this is Canadian. Like there's yeah, a Canadian they, in this. They, they never like anytime they reference anything, it's like New York, they do reference New York city, but they right. never reference that they're like, in Canada. Yeah. Which in like Canada, like if you're like in probably in the like rural interior, there, like the big city is act would actually be Toronto. Um, but, um, Anyway, I do feel like that show like did there's like a niceness to it that I do feel like does feel very Canadian. So anyway, I'm wondering as like this is the first Australian show that we are talking about on this pod, um, and as a show that like Paramount has decided to actively be like we're we're putting this on the American pod and like promoting it and whatever. How do you feel? And I know you can't speak for all Australians, but in your personal, oh yeah, opinion, okay, yeah, absolutely, yeah, you can, can speak for all Australians. <laughs> yes, well, I can I'm speak for all Australians. R and R. R and R. R and R. It's well, it walks and it walks a sort of a fairly nice line of you know comedy, but a little heart. Um, the relationship which we haven't talked about yet between Ashley and her mother is very uh, you know difficult and beautifully acted and 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 realised. It's funny, but it's also not funny. But I think that other Australian shows walk a much finer line. So the darkness that's inherent in our existence as human beings is generally more present in a distinctly Australian comedy, I, for, for me, I feel. Uh, so this is a sort of the acceptable face <laughs> of the Australian uh, comedy landscape. And I don't say that to put this show down. Uh, I really like that. Like, Spoiler, I really liked it and it's really well. Well, made we know what the, the quintessential acted, you know? Australian show is, which is Bluey. It's Bluey, it's the quintessential <laughs> Australian show. Bluey's very dark. Which actually, Patrick Grumel is actually in Bluey, I believe. I believe his uncle Ray. Everybody's so. in Bluey. Yeah. Every, everybody's yeah. in Bluey. There you go. Yeah, so I feel like it's a, it's Australian. I don't think you could confuse it for something else, uh, but it's not, you know, it's not Strine. Also, I did say this was the first Australian show we watched on Full Spoiler Recaps, which is actually a full-on lie because Wolf Like <gasps> Me is also Australian. 
Yeah. Um, it's just, had, it just didn't feel Australian because the two leads had American accents. Yeah. We did yeah. interview the Australian uh, sh- you know, creator. We did. That's fair. Producer. We did. But it's just yeah, the two leads because, were Josh yeah, Isla Fisher that Fisher. is Australian but was playing an American. But yeah, yeah I think that's yeah. interesting you say that, Sarah, because it did feel like in certain aspects of the show, I was like, this doesn't feel American to me. Like it felt more akin to and obviously not the same country and everything like that but like when i watch uk content you can distinctly feel that you're watching like british content like there's just a different sense of of comedy there and i this felt like like i brought up catastrophe because it does kind of feel similar where it's like a little dark and i think that's a really good point you brought up earlier sarah about uh, Ashley's mother specifically because to yeah. me beyond the cancer scare and all of that that is about as dark as it gets where it's like the realistic aspect of if Ashley's mom was anybody's mom is horrifying because this woman should not be allowed to be near any children ever um mm. she just seems she's a nightmare she's so a nightmare. truly awful like the fact that you just body shame your child like literally consistently for her entire life and then don't understand that she doesn't think you love her what is wrong with you what is actually wrong with you and like i mean i think it got really really dark when we bring in her mom's boyfriend who is Uh, so obviously like a pedophile like just so obviously getting with women who are like underage and like oh snapchat Snapchat. it just disappears (laughs) brutal so bad so yeah. bad like it is so uncomfortable and again like this it's is in a, again in a way Aaron that- Shannon walking a very fine line because he is completely believable as this ghastly man but it's not huge it's very it's very subtle when he's talking about her buttons what do you call that oh buttons? I hated it what color would you call what those color, what color would you call that yeah and they're the buttons on the breast you. pockets of her jumpsuit uh which are positioned exactly at nipple <laughs> so and they're pale pink oh it's brilliant absolutely yeah it's again yes exactly it's brilliant it's just so awful simultaneously Mm -hmm. and i Mm -hmm. really loved that aspect of gordon getting to see what ashley has had to deal with her entire life because they have the conversation and i feel like this this is also where the the show gets its comedy of like we've all been there right where like your significant other warns you of like we're about to go in okay like get ready my family is a nightmare. You don't understand. They're like, ah, oh, it can't be that bad. It's not going to be that bad. It is. It, it is, is that bad. bad. Yeah. <laughs> the scene where her mother would like to go basically be around the the the, the death of uh, her friend's mother and is just standing there and be like, like, come, come, you need to leave. She's like, I'm just looking for something in my purse. And she's like, no, no, you need to leave. And she's like, I'm just going to go to my car. And she's like, you're going around the back. I'm, I'm, I'm following you. You're not allowed to go in. I thought I, you know, I agree that like, it's where the, like, I think for me, it's where these two people both have a thing that, you know, is from before their relationship, obviously. So for Gordon, this is um, him being a cancer survivor. And like the fact, you know, I do, I, I, the choice for him not to say anything to her, I think is such a believable one. Even if this is somebody that you're building a romantic relationship with, it also is this thing that must be the worst time of your life. And so, so to, you know, not want to, to, to bring it up to, to remember it or for people for it to change how someone might view you. I think, you know, obviously it's a thing that like happens to someone rather than a thing that, you know, people, people cause. But I, well, I, I, mean, I really like that. He's physically affected. He only has one right. testicle. And that's right. And we understand that it's, I think it's, well, you know, it's certainly within five years. And so you're still not, you haven't had that five-year clearance. And, yeah, yeah, you're still going for checkups with the fabulous Tony Llewellyn-Jones, who is the worst doctor to have if you have cancer. Oh, he's like, what? He's like, he's so he just cheerful. got in the bunker. <laughs> he's watching he's golf. He's watching golf. Yeah. This um, is horrible. Yeah. Um, and then and then on the other side is her and, and her family, which have, and also she has like the, the work, but I feel like it's, it's her family that are these two things that are like, they find you know, something in each other of like what they have been through that I think is, 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 is quite effective in terms of, you know, those are not the reasons to be with each other, but those are experiences where you can see, you can potentially see glimpses of who this person is and that you might, it might be somebody that you're interested in a relationship with. Right. And why each of them might, might 
imprint on this dog because she's right. just actually just broken up with James. Boo. Right. We James have. sucks. James yeah. sucks. Uh, terrible. Uh, but uh, And that's very economically told because the very first time we see her, she's writing and deleting, hey, how are you, messages to uh, James F. Face as he is in her phone. So uh-huh. we, I, I did like that, that running detail. gag. Yeah, the running gag of like how people are in each other's phones. I think wasn't it Ashley 12K or something? Ashley 12K. His 12K. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yes. So we 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 very economically get who who everybody is. Uh, for uh, I was going to call him Colin. His name's Flash. For Flash, it is Ashley seeing his house and describing it to him. That we right. understand him. Oh, you're a unicycle. How long have you been single? Um, yeah. You know, and that he has a drum kit in his room. So the 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 <laughs> economical way that our main characters and our side uh, characters or secondary characters are introduced and dealt with is really good. They're not stereotypical. Well, they sort of border very slightly on stereotypical, but that we get such a wonderful snapshot and glimpse. So even her best friend Megan's grandmother, who's dying, uh, gets a couple of lines. <laughs> And we get this entire, we get this entire woman. Uh, one of them is "It's now, it's now," which is very moving because she is, she knows she's dying, obviously, and it's now. And they kind of use that later with a different meaning. And the very last thing she says is completely unacceptable. So that yeah. when people say, "What were her last words?" Um, she didn't well, really she didn't say anything. Say anything. She didn't say anything. Yes, I, I love that. Is that. exactly the type of dark humor I think is so funny. I think yes, a, it yeah. feels real. Very dark. I remember. Yeah, my 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 grandfather when he like he was saying all sorts of weird stuff when he like he had fallen and he was just like not well and on a lot of drugs to try and ease his pain and that was like not really him and also it is him so it's like very complicated that I yeah I thought it was very very funny in the yeah 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 it was I thought the writing was really well done like I thought it was. It had a nice amount of comedy with like some more, uh, not realistic, but like realism moments in there mm-hmm. as well. Um, and I, I just liked, gosh, it did, it felt like these characters would keep going back to each other, you know, like Ashley doesn't have a place to live, you know, she wants to take care of this dog. She doesn't have a place to stay. I feel like at any point in time with any pet, not just dogs, you're going to get attached to them. And so they're going to want to keep him, you know, in a stable environment, but also both be watching him. They're going to want look at his like, oh, Colin's face. He's so freaking cute. And yeah. it, especially one of my favorite scenes is when, when they go to drop him off at that like rescue. I don't even want to call it a rescue organization. I don't know what that was. It Josephine's was rescue. It was Dropping terrible. off 300 bucks. Yes. <laughs> they're like, they're like, there's no, there's no high needs dogs. Your high needs people. Yeah, it's, oh, does he, <laughs> come, it's does, he, does he come with the wheels? It was a horrifying and I was so happy they didn't leave him there. I mean, we all knew they weren't going to leave him there, but also I love that they showed that like, even if he was going to go to like a, a nice family, which I, you could qualify that last family as like a, a quote unquote nice family, um, you know, uh, special needs dogs and like little kids who don't understand and their parents aren't willing to correct them about how to appropriately handle a special needs dog probably not the best family to go to especially one that wants to rename him and rename him using the same name of a dog that just died what's wrong with you can i tell you can i tell you a story of um a teacher that my mom worked with they had a dog they got a dog uh she they got married this uh this woman got married to a husband and uh they they got a dog and they they liked the name claire so they named the dog claire and then they had a baby and they thought no we really like the name Claire. So how about we rename the dog and name our daughter Claire? That's so they did up. that. They did that. But then the dog never took to the new name. So of both course daughter not, because and you dog. Named Claire. <laughs> both daughter and dog are named Claire. Yeah. Oh my gosh. True story. It's, just a, it's just a nightmare. It's just a like, no. I just no. as soon as that little Berlin, that little kid Berlin starts like playing Berlin. with his wheels. Don't you mean Berlin? Oh, sorry, Berlin. <laughs> yes, I mean her name is Berlin, and the mother calls her Berlin. This is the Berlin. kind of uh, 
uh, this is uh, when people say to me, you don't have an Australian accent. I say, I do. This is one of them. And right. that woman has one of the others, which is this sort of received, almost like the colonizers are still here. Oh, Berlin, you know. <laughs> That's, I mean, and it's very similar to like, you know, there's no such thing as like the Canadian accent. There are accents yes. that some Canadians have and some don't. Yes, yeah. yes, no. exactly. Same thing um, with I'm New one... Yorkers. We're not all yeah. people from downstate, I will say. Yes, I don't. I don't say coffee. I don't say that. You, say well, you do say I'm walking here. I'm, I'm walking, walking here. here. You cockroach. <laughs> cockroach. Uh, <laughs> I love cockroach. Uh, one of uh, look, we're jumping about a bit, but just talking about that darkness. And interestingly, the house that Berlin and her awful parents inhabit is very white and very minimalist and very light. But it's one of the very dark scenes because. You can't say these are bad people, but you know they're bad people, but you can't say it and you can't put your finger on it. And after the grandmother speaks her last words and dies, the house is invaded by aunts, her daughters, uh, our friend Megan's aunts, who are just laying claim to all the objects in the house. And when uh, um, Megan objects somewhat. My friend Sarah Woods turns on her and says, we are the daughters. And you think, you know, these people who can't grieve. Their mother just died and they're invading the house and fighting over sofas and vases and they've got their sticky notes and they're putting the sticky notes on things. It was so real, very heightened comedic, yes, but it was also incredibly real and incredibly dark and very true to not just how people behave, but also like what the insides of people and how we sometimes stand back and let people do that. And plot-wise, it means, again, that Ashley has nowhere to live because she had been invited to, to stay at the grandmother's house, but now that's not going to be possible. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I talked about the ensemble cast. I think it's like very strong. I in particular think I enjoyed uh Gordon's co-workers uh the most. Yes. In particular, the love triangle thing of um uh, she's like <laughs> she keeps being like, I'm married. It's like stepping herself out of it. And when her and is it Brett uh are like think that they're gonna like there's the potential for a threesome and she comes in only to pay the bill actually that was the thing i i think i hated the most and and there's moments where i i know i'm watching television but i'm like i hate the, and i often am like i'm not like this where i'm like i understand that this is all fake and i don't really get wrapped up in the emotion of it but them trashing the bar oh so was, upsetting i was so mad very I so, upsetting i was so mad yeah um and yeah she's just coming in to pay pay the bill um because she thought ashley thought that gordon was gonna cover it um yeah yeah i was mo honestly i found it okay and i don't mean to be this way but i'm gonna i'm gonna say it anyway go on um, do it i really hate sometimes sometimes not all the time the way millennials are portrayed in media, um, as a millennial myself, I am a, I am a few years uh, older than Ashley is. She's turning 30. I am 32. However, however, not all millennials are like that group of friends. In fact, to me, they seemed a lot younger than 30. I just can't imagine a 30-year-old adult being like, this is okay to treat this public space this way. I guess, in, to be fair to the show, they do. They just tend to call them hipsters, you know. So, they do. can Go I ahead. tell you? Yes. I was I was uh, with somebody who works at a restaurant chain in in Canada a few months ago, mm -hmm. and when the the Toronto Maple Leafs lost a playoff game, uh, I think four of the televisions in this sports bar and all of the paintings off the walls got ripped down. And <gasps> I know that I'm being like incredibly canadian specific but like i think most of the riots that have occurred the top 10 riots in canada are hockey related like the vancouver riots are, are a thing that wild. stemmed from um the vancouver uh, canucks losing the stanley cup but I, it, it is there is a way <laughs> you know can, canadians and australians like while they are very different we're also like you know we're commonwealth countries we're like you know but yes. i you know i do think that there are people who there's like a friend. Certainly. It was yeah. more of like the way that the, the show was like commenting on like the, the obviously right. the generational divide between Flash Gordon and Ashley. But like 
really like i felt like her group of friends skewed much younger than 30 in my opinion based on how they were acting but just not all millennials but somehow always a millennial (laughs) what is it what is it what does his friend and co-worker say they're like millennials hate everything they're not gonna like anything anyway (laughs) yes i was like that's that's actually true (laughs) i mean i uh, it, it is a bit extreme but australians do drink binge drinking is a sport here unfortunately and the behavior is not unrealistic mm-hmm. unfortunately one of one thing that i thought was good about that so i thought many good things other than the nangs were was really good about about the scene was that it showed her and it showed her in a very bad light really well so she doesn't introduce him as her boyfriend so when he's coming around and trying to make friends with everyone they are quite naturally thinking who is this service person sitting down at our table who is this waiter trying to get in on our conversation this badly dressed waiter this badly dressed yeah i mean they were rude about it but it's also like mate we're here in this party you're the, the 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 servant you are the server what are you doing? And she never introduced him and she never said who he and, was. Yeah. And the problem is, right, like she she then comes back at him later like, you were dressed so weirdly and acting so weirdly. Like, I didn't want to introduce you. So it's like he starts things off on a bad foot. I felt like it was bad of her not to just go back to the table he had set up for them. I understand her point of like, oh, this is closer to the bar. But like he obviously is putting in effort. Like he obviously cares. But I do think like that entire party – I was so much more in on the the conversation and the storyline with Kiara and Brett and Megan and kind of that weird little love triangle situation. Like Brett yeah. immediately oh cracked it's... me up in the show when I think it's the the three of them, the three owners are talking about um how he got into the car accident and it's because she flashed him a nipple and brett is just like yeah like, <laughs> that like never so happens weird. that never happens i want all I, the details did you see under boob was it i i love the scene where um the the power goes out and they have they're like trying to figure out how to like keep all those business and the lying about mm-hmm. like it's it's earth day but not that earth day it's the other earth day and like it's conserve something or other yeah. yeah yeah they're my i think they were my favorite like crew it was like the yeah the 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 uh, brewery employees i think were my favorite yeah let's yes. get into some superlatives a little bit because i know sarah you had mentioned you like you like brett as well who's like your favorite brett. yeah just just sorry but just before we do yeah. there was one thing that one one of the things that i loved was kiara uh flash's uh, business partner who's a married woman continually being sort of queer curious and liking ladies and not knowing quite what's going on and having to clamp down on herself because that's her character. She's a clamper, uh, you know, beautiful portrayal. But I, I just, there was just something about me getting drunk and liking ladies when she's drunk, but not remembering. I just, it left not a bad taste in my mouth particularly, but just like, eh, could we have handled it differently? Uh, could, yeah. could they have had a kiss? And then Megan said, oh, no, th- you know, this is for fun. Can't this just be for tonight? As we saw in The White Lotus, this can just be for tonight. You know, it doesn't mean that, you know, because she is of the younger generation, apparently that's all sort of more free and easy to the uptight Kiara or something or don't do it or I don't know. There was just something about Megan. I don't mind, you know, people being queer when they're drunk, like, hey, you know, whatever. Look at yourself in the mirror in the morning, though, and ask yourself a couple of questions. But that that was sort of there and then it wasn't. And then it was, is she deliberately cruel? Is she, does she drink too much? Yes. The answer to that is yes. I don't know. It just wasn't, it didn't quite sit in with the world that had been established uh, where where Kiara's sort of continually finding women attractive and then having to stop thinking it really sad in that world. Just my opinion. Don't yeah. at me. Well, at me if you want to. <laughs> yeah, I could see that. I almost had wished because I, based on like the interactions between Kiara and and Megan, I had assumed Megan was a queer character up until yes. that that moment. Yes. And I feel like 
why just let her be a queer character if you're gonna go in that direction you know i i didn't think it needed to be like like you said clarified later it just felt a little unnecessary i agree with that um but yeah let's let's jump into some superlatives because we obviously have some really wonderful characters here so many to choose from in terms of favorites Every time you say one's a favorite, you think of someone else. But I will open the bidding with Michael Logo, who is playing Brett. Brett, the one staff member. I think we sometimes see a couple of other, but it's seemingly the one staff member at the brewery. Unclear whether he's a full partner or a half partner or he just hangs around. I don't know. I thought he was fantastic. Curious, full of the joys of life, accepting of everything, supporting everybody. I just, I loved him. Yeah. What about you, Grace? Who you? Well, got I'll go with favorite? the other uh, brewing play, which is uh, I think Kiara's my favorite, played by uh, Genevieve Hegney. Um, so yeah, I, I I really liked I liked her a lot. Um, all, all, and the I, uh, yeah, all the actors in yeah. Australia called Genevieve are really good. There's three of them. There are three powerhouse Genevieves. She's one. Of <laughs> oh. Them. Okay. Um, <laughs> There's yeah. just three Genevieves in Australia. That's it. Mm-hmm. I hear. Yeah. I hear the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear the complaint <laughs> about Megan's character and, the, and that they classify that later. There's part of me that does feel like, you know, that that can actually that can be a true experience for that individual. So somebody who yes, that's true. Uh, doesn't like the, you know the idea that gender is a spectrum, but that's actually uh, or sorry, sexuality is a spectrum, but that people feel so. Uh, much like they have to and not that the show is trying to do that and so i don't want to give it like that much credit when it's not trying to do that um but i feel like on the opposite end i love like kira like yeah constantly having to like like i'm married and like like that almost that, that's actually like the bigger obstacle for her than like that because you you know she married anybody but that's the opposite it's like i'm married i need to like figure out what's happening here but i i did really enjoy her and there's a moment i i was referencing the the conservation day thing where like brett's like are we actually like giving half price beers i was like no no we were already donating a dollar to it's like we, <laughs> we won't make any money um also like the bill hasn't been paid it's so, like absolutely not so yeah i think like uh i mean i do really like ashley gordon uh as like main character leads um but i'm gonna i'm gonna shout out kira here as my as my favorite character of the show yeah i'm gonna give my point to ashley um i i really love her as a character i i think they avoid a lot of tropes with her um and i really liked that first of all she saves colin's life so Mm -hmm. i'm forever grateful for her for that um (laughs) i think that i love that she you know she has this like terrible roommate who kicks her out tries to do a garage sale selling all of her things i think she has to deal with a lot like having the mother that she had yeah tyler sucks uh she's like dealing with her mom she's dealing with megan and and what her family stuff is you know is happening she's dealing with the fact that she's in freaking med school and like that's a whole thing and she doesn't know how she's going to pay for colin's surgery but she says i'll figure it out and i also love that she later says to gordon you know you could have offered to pay half you did hit the dog you know (laughs) i just i i I love also i have to shout this out Um, as much as i hated gordon's outfit at ashley's uh birthday party i loved ashley's outfit that Mm -hmm. all pink jumpsuit was everything and more um so i like the checked one she wore to the family dinner with the buttons in the uh, slightly oh yeah yes the pink the light pink buttons uh i love ashley i think she's a really believable genuine character and that's that's probably what i liked most about her she just felt very real like this is a person you could go like get drinks with and hang out with uh Mm -hmm. so i i really liked ashley yeah um what about maybe the best scene i know we've talked through a bunch of them um but do any scenes stand out as your favorite i was gonna mention this but i think one of the so i do i do like bubbly uh steph the story where she's like happy ending and it's just like one of my favorite lines of the show the other one that i really like is when gordon she she pees in his nightstand and then he goes into the room in the morning and he because she had said like she doesn't have anywhere to go but he's like can you sort out somewhere to go and she's like yeah yeah i'll i'll make sure i'm out by today and he goes yeah but you can hang around till then you know where everything is like the toilet is there and like you know where the bathroom is and like the kitchen but like also you know where the bathroom is and he just keeps saying like you know where the toilet is um is was very funny to me i feel like he's trying to like look for a reaction from her but also just so in disbelief i don't know if it's my favorite moment but i I do think there were some moments here that were like I thought were genuinely very funny. I liked um, the drive 
to Costco to get a new set of drawers once she realises what she did uh, with her mother. And that whole circular argument, I've had them myself, not for over 20 years, but they, they come to mind very easily, of just drop me here. Well, no, I'll just come in. No, 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 it's okay, just drop me here. Megan's just up there. But I could just find a park and I could come in. No, no, we're just going to get some new drawers. Well, I, you know, I might get a roast chicken. Did you drive me here just because you wanted a roast chicken? No, no, I just got to get a roast chicken. And she <laughs> makes her mother not come in, not meet Ashley, and she and Ashley are walking the corridors of Costco trying to find some drawers and who should come along but her mother with a trolley stacked with roast chickens. I just thought, oh, brilliant. And this is this is a, an early introduction to her nightmare mother, which I thought was so truthful and, uh, you know, realistic even to the four chickens because I thought, mm, you know, eat all those chickens. It is very funny. She has yeah. that many chickens. It is very funny. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's Costco. Uh, I, I mean, you'd be so, so much, much chicken to buy at four of them at that, at that price. It's surprising, actually, that you can only buy one chicken at Costco. It's actually yeah. surpri- It's quite surprising. It should come in bulk. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Do you know you, you, can't, you, can't buy one, you can't buy one potato peeler, though? You've got to buy a pack of three. Is that true? Uh, it is for the cheap ones. I'm sure you could go to a high-end Danish uh, kitchenware store where they'll, they'll sell you a potato peeler for $32.95. Okay. Yeah. I love the Danes, by the way. They're my people. Yeah. I'm allowed to yeah, say yeah, rude yeah, things yeah. about the Danes because I'm Danish. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I was going to say that potato peeler, Jess, is actually like probably only like $25 American. <laughs> <laughs> um. So I, I I did love uh, the scene where they try to drop Colin off and that, that lady is horrible and there's like the one-eyed dog and the other dog is like barking so aggressively. Uh, that was that was one of my favorites. I, I really, as gross as it is, um, something that did get me to laugh out loud is in, is it not the first episode? It might be the second mm-hmm. episode. First uh, episode. I know where exactly she, the water's out in his building. Yeah. She mm-hmm. goes to the bathroom, can't flush the toilet, throws the poo outside, and later he thinks it's Collins. <laughs> and it was brilliant. it was none of the beginning stuff. I was like, oh, this is kind of gross, whatever, whatever. But when he thinks that Colin did that, that was where I was like, okay, now it's worth the joke. Now it's actually worth it because it was so funny. He's like, the vet has told him, Yvette the vet, which is incredible, Very uh, funny. has mm-hmm. told him that no, you might need to help him. Like to you express. Might, you might need to express it. And he's like, come on, buddy, come on. He's not even looking at Colin. And then he just sees a big poo and is like, whoa, good job, buddy. <laughs> Can I tell you that's very early on, just because you had messaged me and you said I was asked because we, we we check in with each other as we're watching the shows. Like, how far along are you? That's mostly so we can like if we have something we want to say to each other, we're not spoiling each other, etc. And and yeah. also just like, are you liking it? Like, because there could be a week where we're like, oh my god, this is so bad. Bad, we have to like we're not going to talk about it like that's my biggest yeah fear. um and but you said yeah once it like once i got like once i figured out the comedy i said well yeah that's because like once you figured out you had to turn your tv upside down sarah oh. so, <laughs> i'm not uh, look i'm not squeamish i like i like uh, i think farting is hilarious still at my great age but the one thing that saved the pooing scene for me was when she uh, and it's really well done because she's trying to get him out the door and we wonder why. And then she runs to the bathroom and she sits down and we understand. But there's a fantastic and very satisfying double splash. Uh, great Foley work there. <laughs> and to me, it's like, yes, because if you're going to go there, let's hear the splash. <laughs> and I get the other one I really like is uh, when he tries to send a cute picture of Colin and it's yes! not that oh, like, yes! Fine, you know the dick is it, and then and then but he's like, still working. Okay, hold, 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 hold on, hold on. So then he he is like when he tries to like delete the photo because he's like doesn't want her to see. It. And like I feel like in a typical like in a more typical show, and like you know they're dating, so it's whatever. But but like you might think like oh she's gonna be horrified, but then she thinks it's so hilarious. And then when she like pretends to show it to the, to the the woman. <laughs> I thought that was so funny. Where she's like, the the bit is like, I'm actually going to show it around. <laughs> I thought that was so funny. So, yeah, I like. Yeah, his, that his, was also on my list. Ramblers claims of foreshortening <laughs> to anybody that might have seen the pic. If I was going to take a picture, I would. I would yeah. make it better uh, than yeah. that. It's so foreshortening. Funny. Foreshortening. So funny. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But it also um, like thematically works because his 
you know, penis and testicles, the boys have been in danger and he's in true, fact lost true. one of the boys. The boys so it's it's also like very intimate for him to probably, I imagine, probably very intimate to show your genitals to someone if there is uh, some imperfection, let's say, and not imagined. Mm-hmm. I, I, yeah. I expect I'm a virgin, so I wouldn't know. <laughs> um. We also have to, we have to say the best Colin moment. I mean, it's, the show is Colin from accounts. We got cute little Colin who's, it's a way better name than Bandit. I'm so sorry, but like, come on. Um, And I'll go first. Isn't, and I isn't, think the, it's, isn't the dog from Bluey called, isn't the younger, isn't Banda in Bluey? Mm-hmm. Is that all right? It's in Bluey. Yes. Oh, well, that's so probably thanks, what's a yes. good name to Australia that. Australia hates you now. Australia. Oh, wow. you know what? You I'll now. get over it. Okay. I can't <laughs> wait. Yes. Until we do the Bluey full spoiler recap. I cannot <laughs> wait. I do know the theme song and it's because when we we took a trip with uh, some of our uh, nieces and nephew every morning they want to watch Bluey. There is a live play coming to Toronto in April. It's the Bluey live show and I'm tempted Mm -hmm. to buy tickets for my my nieces. Uh, But my favorite Colin moment I think is when they're trying to decide what they want to do with him and they're in the car and he's just in the back seat and they're like look at him and he just has the cutest face i just i really i'm the sucker for dogs and i wouldn't i'm i could never give colin up look at his look at his face how could you you know he's so cute Mm -hmm. I, i mean i like that they took the they took the stink off something that they they couldn't help which is that as colin runs or walks or trots along jauntily with his wheels his back legs are actually going because (laughs) he's a dog walking along and this this dog jazz or jazz zach whatever zach uh zach is not an oh actually representation he's an un he's an able dog playing a dog with oh yeah sorry not Um, good can i ask you sarah did they yes. have an advertisement? Because I'm I'm on the IMDb for Colin from Accounts, and it looks like they had Colin's Pale Ale inspired by Colin. Give your dog a beer. Hilarious. Yeah. But what what they did what what the writers did very cleverly is that and the, and then it became actually a very good plot point is that uh, Flash Gordon. Th- Everybody calls me Flash. Nobody calls you Flash. Nobody, Nobody calls him Flash. It's Gordon. so funny. Uh, yeah. But he says to a vet, a vet, that he thought that the dog would regain the use of his back legs. And she's saying, but I told you that he wouldn't ever walk again. And he says, but his back legs move. And I thought, very good. Because when we mm-hmm. otherwise when the audience sees it, you go, oh, hold on. Plus it gives you that thing of he had not till that moment fully accepted the permanence of the of the injury to Colin that he caused uh well that they both caused but also the acceptance of being the owner of a special needs dog or high needs dog let's put it that way so I liked Colin jauntily trotting along with his wheels with his little back legs uh flapping in the wind um I was kind of disappointed that like I I liked the last I liked the last image of the show, but I'm also like oh they didn't get Colin back yet, and I definitely feel like I like that does feel like it's season two episode one is like go get Colin back, and that's where all the thing is. But I like wanted them all like I thought it was very nice, but then I was like yeah, but they don't actually have the dog back yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, they did they did say uh, we'll figure out how we're going to do it on the way. So I thought oh right. they haven't figured out how they're going to get the dog back. Yeah, from true. Yeah. Berlin. 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 Sorry. Berlin. Berlin. They're going to take her mm-hmm. back from Berlin, Berlin. Uh, <laughs> it feels hard to go up at the end yeah. when I'm not asking a question. Yeah. That's Berlin. The, that's the Canadian, that's a very Canadian thing is, uh, yeah. is the Canadian upswing. I don't know what we call it when you tell uh, yeah, well, rising, rising inflection. Rising yeah. inflection. Canadian rise, maybe? Rising yeah. inflection. Yeah. At the yeah. end of a sentence. At the end of a sentence. <laughs> a very Australian uh, thing to do because we've got mountains. If your landscape is flat, you speak flat. And if your landscape has mountains, you go up at the end. That's not true, but some people say that. Uh, We also, every week, we talk through where this theme song slots in our tier list here. So this one, it's an actual full theme song. Uh, We get, it's not really like of the characters, though. It's It's just a lot of cute pups just living their cute little pup lives. And it's all instrumental. It's like, it's like, it's not bad. 
I mean, I like it because there's dogs, but I, beyond that, I don't find it that memorable, I would say. Um, it feels like it should be a little jauntier for like a, a sitcom. I don't know. I, I don't remember seeing any any intro. <laughs> Oh, it's um, it's old, it's old videotape of family dogs. Very yeah, all it's of like them are dead go- now, Jess. Videos. All those dogs in oh. the videos are dead. Don't don't That's forget that. Very sad. It's not sad. It's just life. <laughs> I like dark TV. Sometimes I think I like dark TV, and then Sarah comes on the podcast. Sarah says that. Come oh. along, and like a hit of Nang, and then I just get you. <laughs> Um, I think I would slot this one in at like fine and and maybe above tiers? upload because it okay, has, the okay. tears, Sarah, are unskippable, pretty good. Yes, meh, yes, memorable, meh, fine, memorable, which I like very yeah. much. Fine, yes. skippable, or trash. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there's a couple of shows that I never, ever, ever skip the intro of. Never mm-hmm. says skip intro, and I say thank you for the offer, but no, thank you. Uh, very few of them, Bojack Horseman being one. Uh, this is uh, skippable literally, but I would put it in fine, like if you if you want to. Yeah, that's fine. where I would put it too. I think I might put it above upload just because it's a little bit, it's lengthier, it has a tune, it's like, it's there's cute dogs. Yeah, know? I do. I do but like, I, I, I am listening to the <laughs> tune on YouTube and I do like the, t- yeah, I do like the piano-y thing there. Okay. It's, me- it's, it's not memorable. It's worse than memorable, but yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to slot it in above upload under the fine category of the, t- or fine, fine tier. It's fine. It's fine. Fine. It's yeah. fine. Um, Grace, let's tell let's tell the people what we're doing next because we're no, taking we got a little one more bit of- one more thing. We got to oh, give yes. this show a superlative. <gasps> That's right. Um, which is, I think, this one for me is show that made me most worried that someone might at some point in my life pee in my nightstand. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> um. Gosh. No. I know this is tough. I know it's. I mean, it's the sh- it's the show with the cutest title character. Yeah, I think that that's totally fair. I was going to say, yeah, <laughs> show that we, has best dog acting so far from what we've seen. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Show that made me want a boutique brewed beer. Flight. I did. Mm. I yeah. Flight is very funny because I have a friend who always gets a flight. And I love that they're just like, yeah, we just say it's a flight. We call everything a flight to just sell more of them. Sell more of them. <laughs> it's yeah. Very funny. Yeah, it's very small beer. Glasses. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I was so happy to watch something with dogs. I mean, not it's it's tricky because my dog barks at every dog he sees on television. So I was like, please just, 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 just watch the show, please. Um, but I did, I did quite enjoy it. Um, okay, are we ready to tell the people what's next, Grace? Because we're taking a little bit of a diversion. Next yeah, we've week. never we've never done this before. Where uh, technically nothing in the name of the show says we have to do a TV show. So we're going to talk about a movie. Um, And uh, I'm big on movies and Ariel and I talk about movies every single week, but we mostly focus on theatrical releases. And so there are a few movies that are coming to streaming services that we'll keep on our radar. But for next week, I believe we are talking about Leave the World Behind, which is uh, Sam Asimov. I just, I think this one is absolutely not going to be in the, <laughs> in the <laughs> comedy. I think it's going to be rather dark. Sam yeah, Asimov, I looked, Trader I looked of it up. Robot. It's a, yeah. Yeah. Psychological yeah. thriller is, yeah. is what this is called. Uh, when I started watching the trailer, cause you, uh, you know, you were like, Hey, check this out. Uh, let me know what you think. And I was like, Oh, okay. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. you know, my reaction changed. It. And it's, Listen, the cast, the creator, right? Like Sam Esmail, like incredible. And then, you know, we have Julia Roberts. We yeah, have the Ethan cast Hawk. is great. Kevin Bacon. Ali, Kevin, Kevin Bacon. Bacon. I love Kevin yeah. Bacon. Malia Harold, yeah. yeah. It should be good. Yeah. Yeah. So fun. it's gonna be fun. We're gonna take a diversion. And Mahershala Ali, she's fabulous. Yes, I'm I'm excited. It should be fun. And hey, an hour and a half to two hours of content to consume this week. So quite Pretty the good. easy binge for me. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but don't forget to subscribe to the podcast because we're going to be back next week. Poshorecaps.com slash full spoiler recaps. Poshorecaps.com slash subscribe if you want to check out everything we have going on, including our 2023 in review series, which has now started. Uh, we're really excited. We're going to be covering a whole bunch of stuff this December. Uh, so keep an eye on that feed as well. 
And uh, make sure you vote in our poll that we put out, our little survey to tell us what you think the top 10 TV shows of 2023 are. Of course, if you also want to become a patron, feel free to do so. Patreon.com slash recaps. At a certain dollar level, you can be get ad-free podcasts. So if you don't want to listen to those pesky little ads, you don't have to. Um, and uh, and yeah, thank you so much, Sarah, for coming on the podcast. So oh, my pleasure. Uh, what else do you have uh, going on? You have you have a lot of you got like crime scene. You got a whole bunch of stuff. I had a whole bunch of stuff here on Post Show Recaps. I'm covering the Buccaneers. Are another pirate show? Uh, no, not really. Uh, it's a corset show. Uh, mm. <laughs> episode by episode, we're 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 thundering towards the finale. I wonder if those in love will stay in love, and those who are married will stay married. Stay tuned to find out. Uh, I'm going to be doing a full spoiler recap in the next few weeks. Am I allowed to say that? Yeah, why not? Okay. So A Murder at the End of the World, if people are uh, keeping up with that, it's really good, you guys. It's really good. Uh, Dark, sort of, not my kind of dark, but it's a a thrillery, twistery, murdery show with a great art direction. So... Listen out for the full, the full spoiler recap of that in I don't know uh, several weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just a couple of weeks here. Yeah, uh, go ahead. If you want to follow me on Twitter or wherever we are, socials of all kinds, you can follow me at Sarah Carradine. And Greece, what about you? Yeah, Fargo, The Crown, uh, Yellowstone, and The Curse movies each week with Ariel and uh, and and more. I'm on social media at High From Grace, so check out everything I'm doing there. And you can follow me at the Jess Sterling. Uh, currently, I think this is about the only thing I'm doing on PSR. You should hear my voice a little bit on the 2023 in review, including something that drops later this week. So keep your eyes on that feed. Uh, you'll hear from me and Grace on the same podcast. So get excited. That's where actually the Elijah Wood reference comes from. So that's true. Time travel. Yeah. Listen to that oh, podcast. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I didn't even realize. Yeah, true. <laughs> We're time traveling here. It's totally fine. Um, but yeah, you can find me at the Jess Sterling and, uh, check me out on shit. 90 shows taught me where we're covering Felicity. Felicity has lost her mind. I will never stop saying it because it is always true. Um, and just, it's, uh, wild times. We also finished Freaks and Geeks, which devastated. There's no second season, obviously. What, what happened? What happened? Judd Apatow? Tell me. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's about it. So until next week, you've been fully spoiled. And you've been fully recapped. Ah.